0: and you're tuned in to the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes. Hoynes, the Guardians eked one out against the Yankees in the series opener Monday night. Uh, really uh, came through after a shaky first inning for Shane Bieber. He sort of locked things in uh, in that first inning uh, and and went on to, to get them through seven. Uh, the bullpen came in, James Karinczak with a, an outstanding effort in the eighth inning. Uh, Manuel manual Class A with his third save and and Mike Zanino uh, producing at the plate uh, with three extra base hits, including an RBI. Uh, really it was it was what we've come to expect in these close ball games uh, pretty much consistently from this Guardians club. Yeah, Joe, good starting
1: pitching, you know, after the first inning. You know, I don't know about you, but that first inning kind of reminded me of Game 5 of the ALDS last year when when Aaron Savali got uh, knocked around. But uh, Bieber, you know, kept his composure, got out of that inning, and, you know, then gave him six scoreless innings. And uh, the offense did just enough. You know, I thought, you know, them, them stealing four bases was a key to that to that victory, Joe. You know, two of those steals – Uh, turned into runs and uh, you know that's that's the way they play and that's the way they've been playing for you know they started this last year they've added this speed dimension I I guess not added it but you know they were second in the league last year in stolen bases but the rules have kind of played into their hands you know when it comes to the running game and they took advantage of it last night.
0: Yeah they lead the league with 18 uh, steals and uh, a couple of those stolen bases they were they were just given bag uh, given bags away it was there was no effort even made to, to try and throw down to, to get runners out because uh, like you said with the new rules with the the rules about limiting the disengagements for the pitcher and the number of times they can throw over and and a pitcher's ability to sort of hold those runners, guys are getting walking leads, running starts they've stolen bases before the the, the pitchers even let the ball go.
1: Yeah, it's like
0: you know, it's like indifference.
1: You know, this I guess a fit, an official score could call indifference, like in the second inning, maybe. I'm not sure I've ever seen that, but it's uh, you know, it's it's crazy. I mean, if you get it, like like Jimenez, I think uh, Jimenez just uh, he stole a base. He didn't he didn't draw a throw. He didn't slide. He just kind of waltzed into second base.
0: Yeah, and it happened later on, uh, I believe, with uh, with Kwan as well um, in in the game last night. Uh, I want to go back to to Shane Bieber and and just the effort that, that he gave. Uh, it's funny that you bring up uh, game five of the ALDS because it was a John Stanton home run that really sort of shell-shocked the Guardians in, in that game. John uh, Carlos Stanton had a 116.3-mile-an-hour rocket off of his bat. Uh, Tito said afterwards it, 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 they were lucky that he uh, he hit it with a, a a two iron instead of a four iron because if that thing had any sort of loft on it, it would have been probably about twenty rows deep in the bleachers. Uh, and instead, it hits the wall, and it only uh, you know it's it's only two runs, and uh, you know Bieber is able to, to to sort of settle himself down and get out of that. How difficult is that for a, a pitcher to you know just reset and refocus? after he's given up a a ball hit that hard Uh, and I I believe the the very next batter uh, hit a line drive that uh, Andres Jimenez snagged otherwise there there would have been more runs on the board
1: yeah Joe look the first four guys reach base you know uh uh Torres uh doubles uh judge walks you know Anthony Rizzo singles and then you know Stanton hits the laser off the left field wall, kind of moved it back a few inches, and you're sitting there thinking, you know, what is going on here? This is going to be a long night. Um, then, uh, you know, he, like you said, he gets the line out by Willie Calhoun to a second, kind of collects himself. Then they catch Rizzo in a rundown, and he, and he strikes out uh, uh, Frenchy Cordero and uh, gets out of that inning. I think, uh, you know, the, you just, uh, you know, I think... The, We saw the experience of Bieber there, I think. You know, just, uh, okay, I'm getting knocked around here, but I know I can make some adjustments. Uh, You know, I think he relied a lot on Zanino, who who really knew this uh, New York lineup from playing in Tampa Bay and being in the same division as them. And uh, that really helped him, you know, get get out of that inning. And after that, kind of, you know, just uh, found, found a way to what he called was gutted out for six
0: innings. Yeah, he retired what seventeen of the next uh, eighteen batters he faced after that Stanton double, and uh, and and really, you know, the, the strikeout numbers weren't uh, dazzling or anything like that. I think he had uh, like what four four five strikeouts. strikeouts, four strikeouts in the game. Uh, but he he really worked uh, the hitters over, worked the counts, and, and you know it was a uh, it was the the kind of effort you needed from your ace, knowing that you're going up against uh, a Garrett Cole uh, on on Tuesday. Uh, you sort of needed that length out of the uh, out of the starting rotation there, and, and out of Bieber, and and he gave you exactly what you needed. Uh, hands the ball off to James Karinchak, and Karinchak uh, immediately gets a pitch clock violation in the eighth inning, uh, and then um, a uh, gives up what you know what we're used to seeing Miles Straw making a play, uh, making an outstanding catch on a on a line drive like the one that Glaber Torres hit. Uh, instead, uh, he makes a dive, the ball gets past him and Torres is on third base with nobody out in the eighth inning and judge Rizzo and Stanton do up. And you're thinking, "Well, wow, uh, this game's tied. We're, we're at least gonna, uh, you know, see this game, uh, get tied up. Uh, but that wasn't the case. Yeah. You know, uh,
1: <laughs> Karachuk, you know, he kind of, he kind of, you know, he, he, he's the kind of pitcher that. You know, defeat holds hands with victory when he's on the mound, man. It's just <laughs> he he walks the uh, the razor's edge every. You know, it's it. There's never a simple inning with this guy. It's, there's never an inning where you can just okay. You know, I don't have to worry here. It's just God. It's just like you know. It's just like uh, you know, watching. You know, like is this guy gonna make it across the street at you know in a, in, a, in rush hour traffic or not? And uh, and uh, you know he did. And last night he did. He got. You know he retires a judge, which was a huge out on a pop up to, to uh, second base, and then he just struck out Rizzo and, and Stanton and just kind of overmatched them. Joe.
0: Yeah, it was it was really the the only ball that Judge put in play uh, for the day it was this check swing pop to, to second base, and in the press box we all thought that that ball was was just destined for right field, uh, but it didn't get uh, didn't get deep enough, and uh, Andres Jimenez was able to make a catch, uh, hold. Torres right there at third base. And and then uh Karinchak went to work. And his stuff, when he's going well, is as good as anybody. It's his one two combination, you know, high fastballs and curveballs that fall off the table. Uh he got uh Rizzo with a curveball and uh down low, and he got Stanton with uh, a ninety six mile an hour fastball up out of the zone. Uh and then the the celebration was touched off uh, you know, um he, he bouncing off the mound, uh, thumping his chest, chest bumping Mike Zanino, knocking Zanino's helmet off, uh, mask off of his helmet. Uh, Aaron Boone was asked afterwards if, you know, if he minded the celebration uh, by uh, Karen Jack, because apparently now we're we're very sensitive to those kinds of things. And uh, Boone said, no, man, that was a big spot. What he did right there was, was pretty big. So, you know, you got to tip your cap to him and, and give him credit. Uh, for Karen Jack, it was just, you know what? What did he say? Next pitch. He just thought about making the next pitch, and that's what he did. Yeah, and uh, even
1: when the uh, the the, <laughs> the pitch clock violation to start the inning, he goes. He said, "I'm just thinking about the next pitch." I he, I don't think he even knew what he did. Do you, Joe? I,
0: I we got some kind of like garbled response from him. I'm not sure. Yeah, he said that. Uh, he said that he was. There was a disagreement about what pitch to throw first. Oh, that's right. So he stepped off, and that was what led to the the first violation. But you know, we asked him what was going through his mind when Torres is standing there on third base after, you know, normally you 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 expect to see Miles Straw make that play, and they all do all the, to the to their credit they they'll pick each other up and they'll do all that. But uh, you know, Karinchek said, nope, I'm just thinking next pitch. That's it. That's all I can do is focus on the next pitch that I'm that I'm throwing. And, you know, it worked. It worked in this instance. Uh, you, you, we've seen him be on the mound when the, the wheels are coming off the cart and, the you know, everything's speeding up on him and the, the crowd's getting to him or whatever. But in this instance, he was able to to slow things down. Yeah, no, you know, that's a good sign.
1: But, got you know, he's an adrenaline guy, Joe. I don't think he's ever going to change. It just looks like, you know, he loves being in that spot. Uh, he kind of thrives on it. And a good or bad, you know, he—that's he, what he's gonna do. It's—it's it's fun to watch because it's—I don't know if it's fun to watch. I don't. Think, it's it's kind of nerve-wracking to watch. To watch. <laughs> it's like like you're always on the edge of your seat. You don't what know exactly what's gonna happen. Time?
0: What was your stomach doing that whole time in the press box? Because you know that if he gives up that run, you got to rip up your story and rewrite it. Come on, man. It's never fun, especially never fun for us. We hate that. God, but uh, but no. It, you know his stuff is that good he, he can strike out the you know the the top 3 hitters in that Yankees lineup and he got all 3 of them uh, one way or another uh, I, I just think uh it it, it uh, a little bit of consistency would would go a long way for for James Karinczak and 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 for the Guardians and for all of our mental sanity uh, so uh it was fun. nice to see uh Mike Zanino uh again sort of uh, he's not breaking out. I mean, this is something we've seen him do already. But you know, he's he's actually making that catcher's position one of uh of an offensive threat now instead of just uh you know a, a black hole in the lineup.
1: Yeah, you know th- what? Three for three last night. He you um, all four he reaches base in all four plate appearances. Three straight doubles drives in the second run. Um. You know, we, we, he came here as a, with the reputation of, of an offensive uh, catcher. And, you know, we've seen that a couple times. And I thought, Joe, he caught a pretty good game behind the plate, too. We didn't see any, you know, balls go to the backstop, too many pitches get away from him. So maybe he's rounding, you know, he's getting, he's getting his legs under him here because he's a veteran guy, you know, and uh, he, you know, Bieber, I think loves, loves pitching to him. It just, I mean, it sounds like that to me.
0: Yeah. And a lot of that has to do with, like you said, the familiarity with this Yankees lineup. I mean, nothing is going to be too big for him or too intimidating for him back there with, with judge and Stanton and, and, uh, and Rizzo in the box. So, you know, he's faced them over, over the last four years and he's, he's called games against them and, you know, he's called games with, with Tampa Bay's pitching staff and, 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 you know, been successful, uh, in, in getting these guys. So, uh, you know that's a that's an added wrinkle there that you know having Zanino to to face the Yankees it's almost like having a almost like having a cheat code uh, it's a it's a hack for uh for the, the Guardians to have Zanino back there and and have that sort of level of comfort uh but you're going to need more of that uh especially uh going into to, to tonight's game with Garrett Cole uh okay before we uh we get into previewing uh the next matchup uh want to make sure we mention uh prior to Yesterday's game, we got some news on Aaron Savali. Weren't expecting this, but uh, when we arrived at the ballpark, Peyton Battenfield had a a locker in the clubhouse and uh, was unpacking his stuff. Uh, Looks like he's going to be around for a couple weeks because uh, Aaron Savali is on the 15-day injured list with an oblique strain. Uh, We we weren't aware of this, but after his start in the home opener, uh, he sort of felt it. They thought it was a cramp. Uh, they gave him a day to check it out on Saturday when he went out to play long toss. He said he felt it again, didn't even get a chance to, to play long toss. Uh, so they took him for, uh, imaging on Monday because obviously Easter Sunday, uh, not a lot of MRIs are, are in operation on Easter Sunday. Uh, Monday they get the results back, uh, from the tests and, and they have to put him on the injured list for the fourth time in the last two seasons. Yeah,
1: just a terrible break for uh for uh you know Aaron Savali. Uh, just you know, I was really looking forward to this season. He had two, uh, you know, he had a great start against Seattle, you know, in on April first, seven scoreless. He really didn't pitch that bad in the home opener. He added four scoreless innings, and then you know something happened in the fifth and sixth inning, Joe. He gives up five runs there. And, uh, so, uh, you know, he go, you know, it just, I feel bad for him. He, you know, he worked hard during the winter to get healthy. He was looking forward to uh, putting all the, these little injuries behind him. And now he's got, you know, he's back on the IL and then, you know, the oblique, uh, Joe, we know, you know, that's a, that's a four to six week thing at least, yeah you know, yeah, so it's... that's, that that's, he's going to be on there longer than 15 days. He's going to have to go on a rehab assignment. So, you know, this is a setback for him. And a setback yeah, for the uh, the pitching staff too, Joe. So they're down what Tristan McKenzie and and Aaron Savali. So you know they're what ten games into the season or eleven games into the season, and they've already lost two of their starters, which you know the rotation was uh, you know a strength of this team.
0: Yeah, but this is nothing new for Terry Francona. Over the last three to four years, he's he's dealt with holes in the rotation for for stretches uh but you know you get to a point like like they did last season where things settled in uh you know in in July and August and and they were able to get a little consistency out of that rotation and and you know that's what you look for uh the news was better for Tristan McKenzie who was checked out on uh I, I believe he was checked out Sunday by uh Dr. Jason Jennon, who checked out the shoulder the Terrace major strain that he suffered uh, apparently, he is asymptomatic and is going to begin uh, a throwing program at some point this week. Uh, now, that's all great news, but they did move him to the 60-day injured list uh, to free up a roster spot to get Peyton Battenfield on the the 40-man roster. So, uh, the earliest that you're going to get Tristan McKenzie back is May 29th. That's his return date, uh, if if all goes well, if there are no setbacks. But... That, you know, it's not like a bad thing. I don't think we were anticipating McKenzie coming back any time before June, really. And you're going to look at June and July as his, you know, sort of April and May to, to get him ready for that stretch run.
1: Yeah, for sure, Joe. They're not going to mess around with that uh, that shoulder injury. You know, Karen Cech had it last year. And what didn't, you know, miss... Uh, was down for all spring training and really didn't rejoin the team until July. So, you know, that's a pretty good timetable right there. And, you know, I, we don't know if, uh, you know, when, when, uh, you know, Tristan comes off the DL, the IL on March, on May 29th, does that mean he's ready to pitch in the big leagues or does he have to go on a, a rehab assignment? You know, and, if, and if you're down that long, how many starts are you going to have to make Joe in the minors, like three, four, at least. Right.
0: Well, I am I'm, I'm thinking if he's asymptomatic now and if his progression uh is, is starting now and there and there really aren't any setbacks uh then you know you can have him heated up and ready to go uh you know 60 70 80 pitches in a major league game uh at, in sometime in June. I would think that you're not going to need um you know too much too you're not going to be too limited once he does return because if he's if he's you know healthier now than than they expected him to be, they're they're going to be able to build him up over those next couple of weeks. I I think you take the entire month of uh, of May and and just use it to get him on the mound and get him pitching and and by the time the end of May rolls around, maybe he's already in games before he comes off the list. Yeah yeah, hopefully hopefully that's how, it, how that's how it plays out. We also got word that Sam Hentges out in Arizona is uh, scheduled, I believe, today to throw a 20-pitch simulated game in his recovery from strained ligaments in his shoulder. Uh, having Sam Henches back in the bullpen would be tremendous. Uh, add him into what uh, Tim Heron has been able to to do from the left hand side, and you, you've got uh, you know multiple big lefties out there uh, that that can intimidate and uh get you through an inning and uh as long as you get Sam Hentges back with the stuff that he had at the end of the season last year uh that's a that's a big plus for Terry Francona's bullpen.
1: Yeah, that, that would be uh, – that would really be interesting to see if they keep both lefties in, in the pen. I would imagine they would, Joe. You know, the way Heron is thrown, he started his career, his big league career, has, has been nothing but impressive. And we know what Henches can do, you know, when he's healthy. He had that breakout year last year, and he was dynamite in the second half. So, you know, that's really – that would be a great one-two punch from the left side for this pen.
0: Uh. Heading into tonight's game, uh, the old nemesis Garrett Cole is on the mound. Uh, do we expect to see Josh Naylor rock the baby at any point uh, <laughs> in in uh, in, the, in the next 24 hours? Yeah,
1: I don't know. That, this is going to be that's going to we'll have to keep an eye on that. Uh, Josh, I t- I asked Josh, and uh, I think we were in Seattle or Oakland if he had. St- yeah, it was Oakland. If he if he was going to rock the baby again, and he said, you know, you got to change it up. You know, he, now he does uh, f- what the two home runs he's hit. He does a little heart sign uh, mm-hmm. to, uh, and uh, you know, points to the dugout. He wouldn't tell me what that meant, but uh, we'll see. You know, and Joe, you know, speaking of rock the baby, we didn't. Uh, Paul Seenwald, uh the 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 Seattle closer, pull the rock the baby on 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 uh, on yeah, Josh Taylor.
0: That was on Saturday. Uh, you know, I, I don't think anybody saw it really. Uh, I, I guess he did it with his back to Naylor and, and facing the, uh, the the Mariners dugout. But you know, uh, kind of a weak move because now he's not going to be out there facing uh, the Guardians. They're not going to see the Mariners again this year, so there's no chance to to sort of get him back or pay him back for that move. Uh, uh, kind of a kind of a weak move, I think, uh, on, on the part of Seawall. If you're gonna if you're going to trash talk, at least face the guy that you're trash talking, right? Yeah,
1: and, and Naylor didn't hide it when he hit the home run off uh no. off goal it, last but, year it was like that was a that was a focus of the game, man.
0: Uh Hunter Gaddis on the mound for the Guardians again, uh you know, he, he's he's looked decent this year. I mean, stepping into the rotation for Tristan McKenzie and uh you know, a couple outings, he's he's been able to give them a little bit of length and this is a this is a completely different animal though with the with the Yankees lineup. This things can uh, go south in a hurry if uh, Hunter Gaddis isn't careful.
1: Yeah, uh, you know, six scoreless innings in his last start against Oakland, and like you said, Oakland is in New York, Joe. So uh, it's going to be a really good test for Gaddis. Uh, he's coming off a really good spring. You know, one shaky start against Seattle, one good one against Oakland, and we'll see what he can do here, Joe. But you know, he's uh, Kind of the second line of defense here, him and uh, whoever pitches Wednesday. I guess Battenfield is that who you think will go Wednesday?
0: Battenfield was available out of the bullpen yesterday, if you know things went totally haywire. Uh, But I guess since he didn't pitch uh, on Monday, that Battenfield would be the guy to go uh, in the game on Wednesday to start the uh, the series finale against New York, and then they have an off day on Thursday, so you know you can reset your bullpen then. Uh, All right, that's going to wrap it up for today's edition of the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. Uh, Day game on Wednesday, so we'll be back with you on Thursday uh, to talk about the Yankee series and look ahead to uh, a road trip to Washington and Detroit. Hoinsie, we'll talk to you then.
1: All right, Joe.